0: Hello everybody! What's going on? Brandon Lewis here with your Ten Con Big 7 update. And we've got seven uh, really big, uplifting, inspiring stories for you. And it's going to make you proud to be a Republican, I guarantee it. Or it will have you pulling your hair out and rending your garments in disbelief. Brandon Lewis here. It is Casual Friday. Uh tell you something about me before we get into the stories, and I've got some big announcements. Uh, make sure you get your calendars out. I've got a date that I want you to put down, two dates, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we've got some folks coming on here. If you would, in the comments section as we go through these stories, uh, write what you think about it. Tell me where you're listening from. Uh, love hearing from subscribers uh, about these stories that we go through. Uh, you know, Dad used to wear tank tops, and when I was growing up, it kind of embarrassed me. Because uh, I'm like, what's this old man? Because he had me older in life. What's this old man wearing his tank top around all the time? And uh, you know, you turn into your dad, don't you? And so I personally think it is uh, kind of foolish. It's good to see y'all coming on there. Um, I, I think it's kind of foolish to me to change clothes. Like I work out three days a week, and I'm like, why do I want to change clothes? So if you ever see me out and about, about three out of seven days a week in public, I am probably wearing a tank top in the summer. Cause nobody sees me. But you see me here, I've got my Let's Go Brandon tank top on, which I'm sure makes all the liberals at the gym very happy. Uh, although, most people do come up to me and say, hey, things are really bad. Uh, I'm with you. So, it's Casual Friday. Maybe you're, maybe you're dressed uh, casually as well. Now, I did say, before we get into these seven uplifting and inspiring stories, and leave in the comment section where you're writing from, and just say hello in the comments section. I like to say, look, we got a thumbs up here. I can't believe it. We got one thumbs up. That's pretty good. Uh, We've got some announcements. Now, take out your calendars. If you have the paper calendar, if you have a calendar on your phone, and I want you to mark this date, August 19th, and that'll be in the evening on a Friday, and uh, August 20th. And August 20th, uh, we're going to be in down uh, 19th and 20th. We're going to be in uh, downtown Nashville for our second annual Tennessee Freedom Summit. We're going to have some great movers and shakers that are going to speak there. Marie, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you, Miss Gallagher. Uh, Gallagher, you're not related. You're not related to the gentleman who used to smash watermelons with a large sledgehammer, are you? If you are. I, I think you come from good stock. I used to enjoy watching that show. Uh, Jacqueline is coming on here. We just closed in Jefferson City. Can't wait to get out of Jersey. I bet you can't. Come on down to Tennessee. It's a good state. we got work to do. It's better than Jersey, but we got work to do. Um, so 19th and 20th, I would like you to uh, join me at the Tennessee Freedom Summit. I'm not going to tell you who all the speakers are. Next Next week, we should have tickets available, and we will have limited tickets. Uh, and we're going to start off on August 19th at the Bold Patriot Brewery, which is a very cool, um, um, a very cool uh, Revolutionary War themed brewery. Now, listen, if you don't drink beer, we're going to have other things. If, we'll have beer and wine there. Obviously, it's a brewery. Uh, but you don't have to drink beer, okay? We all have other things, other soft drinks. no one's gonna no one's gonna make you uh, do a keg stand. Uh, now, if you want to, that's perfectly fine, but nobody's gonna make you do it. Uh, but be there uh, August 19th. that'll be a welcome reception. Uh, We've got Stanley Smelt coming in from Cookville. Hey, buddy, how are you? Um, and so we're gonna ha- have that on the evening and then the 20th we're gonna be in a hotel in downtown Nashville that I've rented out. And uh, we're going to have some great speakers, some wonderful fellowship. I hope you can come for both, uh, both the evening welcome reception, which is just so we can socialize and see each other. Uh, and maybe we have a little bit of a program, but not much. Oh, my goodness, i got a is that, is that, oh, it's Dan Oakleafs coming on here. Hey, buddy, Fairfield, Glade, Tennessee. Glad you're here. Uh, so we're going to have a good group there um uh, on on uh the patriot brewing it's a neat place there's all kinds of uh memorabilia there from the um from the uh, founding of our country um uh, and you are going to enjoy that it's a very unique place uh these are some folks that fled california to come to tennessee and then they found out that when they uh, ended up in nashville that in many ways it's about like california and so uh do mark that august 19th and 20th uh, and go subscribe to our newsletter. So many of you, uh I, I ran into a lady at church the other day. She said, oh, somebody introduced me. She said, he's the guy that does the Tennessee conservative. And she's like, oh, I, I followed that on Facebook. Buddy, you can't just follow us on Facebook. If you just follow us on Facebook, you're going to be disappointed because they turn us down. They turn us down like an old person trying to read a road sign, and they're lost. You know how it is? You can't see something, so you turn the volume down. It helps your sight. It helps you see better when you turn the volume down. And so Facebook turns us down. Uh, like I do when I'm lost out there and I turn down the music. Uh, So don't count on Facebook. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that support button. Uh, Don't depend on the podcast. They may shut that down one day, too. So go, and they may shut our email down, but it seems pretty safe. So do go there and subscribe. All right, let's get right into these stories. Uh, There's some big, uplifting stories. I hope you're ready. Uh, Here's the first one. Governor Lee signs a bipartisan bill that opens the door for non-U.S. citizens to receive professional licenses in Tennessee. Recently, the House and Senate voted to pass an amended caption bill. I love those amended caption bills. That paves the way for non-U.S. citizens to obtain professional and commercial licenses in the volunteer state. The bill was transmitted was transmitted to uh, Governor Bill Lee on April 22nd and obtained his signature on April 26th making the legislation law. And Jason is posting these articles in the comment section. Wherever you listen uh, to our podcast or you watch this, we put all the stories, so if you want to read more about it, uh, we do have more extensive coverage in the articles. The amendment that made the bill... And it was approved in both chambers of the Tennessee legislature states. Authorizes an individual to apply for a professional license or a commercial license if such individual is authorized under federal law to work in the United States as verified by the Federal Systematic Alien Verifications for Entitlements program. I love entitlements for illegal aliens, and so does Bill Lee. And it is so funny, guys. You know this if you've been listening to this, I'm, but I'm going to recap this because uh, I remember I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh and he'd say, I know you get tired of me saying this, but sometimes I have to repeat myself because we have new listeners all the time, and we do. We had the the bill that simply said you couldn't mass transport illegal aliens into Tennessee killed by Republicans. We're putting together the Rhino Report right now, uh, so wait for that. That's another big announcement. We're putting together the Rhino Report, and uh, we're going to make some awards for Tusk. Uh, what we call tough-tusk, Republicans, people who are very conservative. I can't wait to do that, um, We had, uh, and, and that will be listed in this Rhino report. Uh, we had a bill killed that, that would have prevented taxpayer funding uh, for education for illegal aliens. I don't think it is your responsibility to educate kids from other countries uh, who are brought here by parents that break our law as the first thing they do in our country. I don't think it's a good idea. We had a bill that simply uh, stated that, "Hey, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have eVerify in our state." Now, Marie says, "I thought you said uplifting." Well, that is sarcasm, Marie. I apologize. Uh, a little Babylon, be there. That is sarcasm. Uh, it is not very uplifting. Uh, these are very disappointing stories, but that's what we've got uh, up in the Tennessee legislature and with the Republican leadership. And uh we had a bill that would have uh, increased e verify that got killed we had a bill that would transport illegal aliens to other states uh just like the bill in Texas that got killed and but the only thing that we really got passed this this year uh, was to give more benefits and to create more magnets to drag illegal immigration to our state. So when you see the majority of people on the campaign trail over the next few months, uh, especially in the Republican primaries talking about, um, about the record on illegal immigration, wait for our, wait for our Rhino report to come out. And if you see their face in there, chances are they done lied to you. The sponsors and supporters of the legislation, and one of those is Senator Shane Reeves. If you got Senator Shane Reeves, he, if he is your senator, He's the one that, that drove this on the Senate side. Just letting you know that. The sponsors and supporters of the legislation claim that the bill applies to individuals that are legally within the United States and legally authorized to work. However, opponents argue uh, that many uh, would be granted permission to receive professional license under this legislature, have uh, illegal immigration statuses. Now, a government program would never be abused by illegal aliens, would it? <laughs> Perish the thought... We are completely above board, and, and our illegal immigration systems never, ever get gamed at all, to your detriment. So that we put that out of your mind. Opponents argued that the DACA program itself is unconstitutional. Now, when did doing something unconstitutional stop the rhinos in Tennessee? Never that I've seen. Back to the story. Because it was put into effect by the executive branch of the U.S. government under the Obama administration. I mean, you just connect the dots, people. The Obama administration put it in, Shane Reeves pushes it, Bill Lee signs it. That's about all you need to know. Governor Lee had the power to veto the bill, but he chose to sign it into law only four days after the bill reached his desk. His signature makes the bill law effectively immediately an act that many believe will serve as yet another magnet for more legal aliens to migrate and to successfully habitate in the volunteer state. What do you think? Let me know in the comments section. Next story. Now this is something that I worked very hard on. And I actually got off the phone here recently with Dennis Powers on this. I think we've got an opportunity to bring this back. Social media censorship bill dead for lack of funding. Half a billion dollars to be sent, spent on the Titans Stadium. Here we go. We don't have money. We don't have money to protect free speech in Tennessee. We don't have money to... Um, to make sure that Republicans who run, uh, run for office uh, and our, our presidential candidate won't be censored on social media in the Volunteer State, we don't have the we don't have a hundred grand for that, but we do have half a billion dollars for a woke NFL team that kneels for the national anthem. We got all we got half a billion dollars for millionaires and billionaires. This is your Republican Party. Tennessee legislation that would have stymied social media censorship of Tennessee elections while preserving the First Amendment rights of all Tennesseans to uh, discuss things, and online public square is dead for the current legislative session. The Senate version was scheduled to be heard last week, but was rolled to this week, while the last action in the House was to place the bill behind the budget. The bill was ultimately taken off notice. Representative Powers spoke to the Tennessee conservative yesterday and said the bill did not get funded. We tried. Maybe next year. That, that guy fought. And Bo Watson said that he had the, the votes in the Senate. This got killed in the House. This is the kind of bill that you would have thought Republican leadership would have gotten behind because they are the targets, and we are the targets. This is, like, my number one push this year just so we could have free speech. And with everything going on with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, you'd think we would lead the way in the volunteer state on this, but we don't. We lead the way on, on, on allowing more illegal immigrants into the state. We lead the way on corporate welfare. It's amazing. At the end of March, Powers met with the Fiscal Review Committee and the Tennessee uh, Public Utility Commission to reduce the cost of the bill from its original 330000 to 100000 There was some discussion about uh, staggering the dates for the fees would be required so that enough revenue might be generated to help pay for itself. In contrast, the Tennessee legislature approved $500 million of bonds for a new Tennessee Titan Stadium as part of a record $52.8 billion budget, which I think is like 20 to 25% bigger than last year's. Good old conservative government, right? Good old conservative government. Here we are in the middle of inflation, uh, all the issues that are going on. We never know when a rainy day is coming around the corner. But we got let's bloat the budget let's not get this stuff in requiring 55 million in annual payments the estimated cost is between 1.9 billion and 2.2 billion with 500 million dollars coming from your pocket 700 million coming from Metro Nashville where they're going to find this money Nashville's broke as a joke oh what is that that is the sound of freedom dying actually it is the sound of freedom dying. <laughs> on my 1976 uh, bicentennial version uh, grandfather clock. you got to see this puppy one day if you ever come to my house. We're moving into a new place. That's another reason I'm dressed like this. Representative Terry Lynn Weaver, who voted no on funding of the stadium, said that the titans of all the gall to ask us for money when they can't even stand up for our national anthem. I agree, Ms. Weaver. I agree. Next story, Tennessee legislature approves Davidson County hotel tax to help pay for the new Titan Stadium. Now listen, if you come to the Tennessee Freedom Summit and you stay at the hotel, which I'm going to encourage you to do uh, the night before Friday uh, when we have the welcome reception, you can chip in to pay for the Titan Stadium. I know you're excited. Now that might push some of you over the edge to come. I mean, a little corporate welfare tax. The bill that would allow Metro Nashville to raise its hotel tax by one percentage point to help fund a new Tennessee Titans stadium passed both the Tennessee House and Senate. We love tax increases on Wednesday and will move to Governor Bill Lee's desk for approval. Tax increases on tourism... Corporate welfare. Ah, so good. It's refreshing. I told you these were going to be uplifting stories. The fiscal note on House Bill 681 said that it would amount to $10 million in hotel sales tax increase annually in Davidson County. This revenue would be used to pay off the bonds that Metro Nashville will take out, Robin Peter to pay Paul, take out to fund the portion of its roughly $700 million share of the new coverage stadium into the Nissan Stadium. House Bill sponsor, Democrat, Bill Beck, Gotta love it. When you see Democrats and Republicans working together, you, you know that something good's coming. Said that the bill was bought to him by the Nashville Hotel Motel Association. Representative Chris Todd said that representatives throughout the state would have lied to constituents if they said they wouldn't raise taxes and then voted for the hotel tax. Beck's not raising taxes on his constituents. He's raising them on ours. There you have it. Todd also said that the data uh, lawmakers providing on the stadium and its potential impact is greatly overinflated. Now, government would never over inflate the revenue generated for something and under represent the expenses, would they? Pfft, never. Karen says until Tennessee step Tennessee and step up and have real conservatives run for office and primary these people, we will have more of the same. We need to get rid of absent T. Lee and the rest of the rhinos. I agree. And if you if you know of anybody, we're just gonna take a break here. If you know of anybody uh, that that is running in a Republican primary, statistically speaking, the chances are you should support them. Statistically speaking, the chances are you should support them. I'm just saying by my observation. Now, I've been covering this stuff now for about a year and a half, two years, and there's still a lot I do not know. And I can't do this full time because I run another business full time. I wish I could. And it will take me a while, but I'm starting to understand who the rhinos are, and I'm starting to understand who the patriots are, and I'm, I'm starting to understand who the bench warmers are, and then those that kind of flip and flop both ways. But if you just roll the dice, like eight out of ten people could probably be replaced up in Nashville, and we'd have better government. So if you know somebody that's running in, in a primary race, we just need a handful, and maybe the next election we'll get another handful because. We just don't have many conservatives out there. I don't care how many tweets they put out. I don't care how many pictures of people posing with people they put on social media and how many little pithy remarks they make about how conservative they are. About 80% of the time, it's a lie. And that's just observed, okay? I've observed it. it it's about pat money. It's about corporate left-leaning influence. That's what it's about. It's about steak dinners and, and aged scotch. That's what it's about. He specifically cited Super Bowl figures that calculated the economic impact of the 2020 Super Bowl in Miami at $571 million. yet there was only $34 million in additional state tax revenue from the game. So this isn't the first time that a state government lied about how much money is going to come in. Tennessee legislators send campaign finance bill to Commerce Committee. This is the, the Protect the Incumbents bill that Randy McNally sponsored, the Protect the Incumbents bill. Tennessee State Senators refused to concur on amendments that the House made to a controversial campaign finance bill, a Protect the Incumbents bill, leading both chambers to appoint conference committees in an attempted uh, to work out a compromise. Senate Bill 1005, sponsored by Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, who does not have a conservative bone in his body. He doesn't. This guy is, I don't know who all we got running against him, but I would recommend that you cast your vote. If, if, if if you know, I don't know, if they ran an animated corpse, we would just have a better statistical chance to get conservative stuff out of the government up there. Sets forth a number of campaign finance guidelines. A portion of the bill would require nonprofits like Tennessee Right to Life, NRA chapter, uh, Tennessee Firearms Association, Tennessee Stands, Americans for Prosperity, all these little grassroots groups. To report any expenses in excess of $5,000 within 60 days of an election, if a candidate's name or image is included. Good old-fashioned censorship. Incumbent protection legislation. The House Amendment would also require that candidates or political action committees disclose the names and addresses of any contributor who gave $1,000 or more within 10 days of an election for state offices. Currently, that amount is set at $5,000. You know, they, they want disclosure for little bitty grassroots groups, conservatives, that are trying to, like, like basically uh, try to encourage them to be conservative. But they will not, for whatever reason, they will not uh, address taxpayer-funded lobbyists, which is your money used to be lobbied against your interest, and they will not place any limits on special interest PAC contributions. A lot of these guys that are running, Randy McNally, for example, I bet he's got 80% of his money comes from special interest PACs, and I bet very little of it comes from the district. He's not worried about that. After the state opted not to concur, the House returned with a refusal to recede those amendments. The Senate then requested that a conference committee be appointed uh, for each chamber of the legislature. The Senate uh, conference committee includes Republicans, Senators Farrell Hale, which is about, he's about one of the most liberal senators in Tennessee on the Republican Party. Jack Johnson, who hopefully will do the right thing here. He does not have a terrible record, but when push comes to shove, he's not fought as hard as I'd like to see him fight. John Stevens, I can't remember much about. Ken Yeager, who I actually worked for, who's turned out to be a disappointment, and he is a, a a government animal. Makes his living off the government, has for years. When people make their living off the government for decades, it's very difficult for them to see the eyes, uh, see through the eyes of conservatives. Very difficult. And Jeff Yarborough, House Speaker uh, Cameron Sexton appointed Republican representatives John Crawford, Sam Whitson, Ryan Williams. I don't know a lot about these guys yet. I'll figure it out. Jason Zachary, who... For the most part, does conservative things, but here's the issue: if you ever want to get into leadership in the Republican Party, in the House or the Senate, you kind of got to you kind of go got to go a little bit lot rhino from time to time. You really do. You don't get moved up in leadership if you're super conservative in Tennessee. Uh, there's not a really there's not a, a super conservative that's high up in. Uh, I mean, other than maybe Janice Bowling. Uh, as the speaker, uh, Luke, you know the the uh, deputy speaker. That's other than her. Like I, I mean, maybe I'm missing somebody that's up in leadership that's pretty darn conservative and, and will speak out and will really raise hell about stuff. But there's not many. These two conference committees will be tasked with attempting to reach a compromise on the amendments uh, before the bills will be heard. Next story: Help a brother out with a donation. I ain't kidding. I don't know if I, if, I've, if I should even tell you this, but for those of you that listen to our podcast, this will probably strike your ears as crazy. We did our taxes this year, and I put $65,000 into the Tennessee Conservative. So when I ask you to give 10 a $20, 100 $500, it, it, it does not bother me to do it. Because I have stepped up, and you should step up too if you can. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com uh, slash support. I'm a little ill-prepared here today. I did not bring our conservative tumbler that you will get if you give $50 or more, a recurring donation of $10 or more. So you're just going to have to picture this. And I did not bring our proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker, which you get for any donation. And I did not bring our Do Not California, our Tennessee bumper sticker. I'll put that over there. Jason, just put that support link down there. Do give us some support. We need it. Buddy, I'm doing my part. If you'll do yours, uh, I appreciate it. Like I said, the last time I looked at our subscriber list, I think like three and a half percent of subscribers donate. The rest don't. So if you could help me get to five percent, that would just about get us to break even this year, I do believe. And between that and our event that's coming up in Nashville, I hope I can get this thing to zero this year. That is my, that is, it is a no profit, for profit business, sadly. Uh, if you ever wondered why there aren't more conservative news outlets, now you know. Next story dissatisfaction with Biden presidency to blame for poor Democratic turnout. A Nashville attorney took to Twitter last Wednesday to lament the poor voter turnout for early voting in Nashville. Y'all, 152 people voted yesterday in Nashville. Less than one-tenth of a percent of registered voters have voted in six days of early voting, the tweet said. This places, uh, Best Places report that the political climate in Davidson County is very liberal, with Democrats outnumbering uh, Republicans roughly two to one. By Thursday, Davidson County numbers were looking better, with 2,540 people reported. Uh, The seven-day total, making it 0.56% of voters in Davidson County choosing to early vote. According to election statistics from the Tennessee Secretary of State's website, Davidson County had 451,422 registered voters as of December 1, 2020. The November 3, 2020 general had 65% of 479,273 registered voters turn out to vote. Uh, nearby conservative Wilson County saw 2,673 voters come out for early voting after seven days. Wilson County has considerably fewer registered voters at 91,029. And as of December 1st, uh, 2020, based off those numbers, would mean that 3.26% have already voted. So if you look at these numbers, let's compare them. You ended up with like about, man, that's a big difference there, uh, 0.56 in Davidson County versus 3.25. So that's like 32 divided by 5. That's roughly seven times the voter turnout. That's good news for us. Paris Denard, who I interviewed here recently, uh, RNC national spokesperson and directly of Black Media Affairs, said that there has been a steady decline of support uh, for the Democratic Party's traditional voter base. Uh, One of the main leading factors uh, to this in Denard's opinion is that the Democratic Party has not made good on campaign promises to get even super-liberaler, and that is a word, super-liberaler than they are, uh with the the Harris Biden administration. So many people are disapproving of the way the Democrats are handling the country, said Denard. Kitchen table issues matter, he said, citing inflation that is leading to a new tax of five hundred and thirty dollars a month that the average American family is now having to pay for in everyday expenses. You know, I can't I can't remember who said it, it may have been Milton Friedman that um that inflation is taxation that Congress doesn't have to pass. Or Tennessee doesn't have to pass. I mean, you're going to get it. If they give away a bunch of your money, which is what they did, writing checks, turning on that check-writing machine, you pay for it in inflation. Denard pointed out that inflation, brought on by the Biden-Harris administration, is having a direct effect on every single American, and polls are reflecting it. Next story. School teacher confirms on camera that CRT is still being taught in Tennessee schools. What? No way. CRT, Tennessee schools... When the government runs something and you have government employees running it, the fact that they would be teaching critical race theory is a shocker. Let's see. In a video posted by Kelly Phillips, who's running for Metro Nashville School Board, District 4, that's kind of like, if you run for uh, the school board in Nashville, that's kind of like asking for a job to supervise a dumpster fire of academic performance. Terrible. Terrible. Worst performing schools in the state are in liberal Nashville, Liberal Memphis. Who would have thought it? A school teacher came forward to express that critical race theory is still being taught in Tennessee schools. Phillips said, CRT is very, very involved in our school systems, yet we hear time and time again that it's not. CRT comes in many forms. Phillips introduced a school teacher, only identified as Mandy, to express the reality of what's really going on in our schools. Here's what Mandy said Mandy, who's responsible for educating children. Teaching them, eight hours a day, six hours a day, however long they're there, Mandy said when the General Assembly passed the original bill banning the teaching of critical race theory in March 2021, they were not specific, and they were not specific for a particular reason. They would not call out a specific curriculum. We, the accepted curriculum being taught in uh, metro and national public schools is called Wit and Wisdom. Mandy stated that prior to the Wit and Wisdom curriculum being accepted, books were sent home to parents for review. However, many of the books were sent back to the school because parents found them offensive. Uh, uh, Mandy said CRT is there. It's very subtle. I've described it as an insidious creep, and this is what it's doing, creeping, little by little. Mandy said that the teachers will be required to take diversity equity uh, training over the summer. If they're going to have to take diversity and equity training, I thought I thought, we, I thought we'd pass some legislation about that this year. I'm not sure. It offends me to do it because we're asking uh, what your biases are, what your prejudices are. I do this because I love kids. I don't care what color their skin is. I don't care where they come from. I've been doing it for 24 years. I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't love kids. I'm not getting rich. Phillips stated that teachers like Mandy are not alone in Tennessee school systems. Sounds like Mandy is, is, is one of us. I don't know. You never know when you read these things. Phillips stated that teachers like Mandy are not alone in the Tennessee school system. If you listen to mainstream media, if you listen to the news outlets locally here in Nashville, they want to make teachers like her feel alone. They want to make her think that her voice doesn't matter. Uh, She's not the only one. Phillips said, we need to do is protect our children uh, from this, but we need to protect people like Mandy. So it sounds like like Phillips is a Republican, from what I can read. Sometimes I read these stories when you do, today being one of those examples. So Phillips sounds like she's a little conservative. I don't know if she's running as a Republican or not. I have no idea. Uh, Somebody put in the comments section if you know. Uh, What we need to do is not only protect our children from this, but we need to protect people like Mandy. We have to stop this, let her go uh, teach, uh, be a teacher. A good teacher should be able to go and teach our children and not have to give their background, their personal things. Uh, That's what makes a great teacher a great teacher. So it sounds like she's conservative. Maybe she's a Republican. Maybe we'll have them on the program. If somebody knows them, reach out to them. Next story, Tennessee Act Orders that drunk drivers pay child support to victims' children. A Republican-sponsored bill has been passed in the Tennessee legislature that would order a person convicted of killing a child's parents as a result of drunk driving to pay child support to the victim's children. I think that is only fair. The legislation, also known as Ethan, Haley, and Bentley's Law, requires a sentence in court in conviction of the vehicular homicide, and aggravated vehicular homicide, and when the deceased victim was the parent of a minor child to order the defendant to pay restitution in the form of child maintenance to each of the victim's children under uh, which each child reaches 18 of age and has graduated high school. Ethan Haley and Bentley's Law is in reference to two children, Ethan and Haley, of Chattanooga police officer Nicholas Scott Gallinger, who was killed by hit-and-run drunk driver. Bentley is in reference to a Missouri child whose parents were killed in an accident involving an intoxicated driver. I think that is a perfectly good bill. I'm glad it passed. Guys, we got through seven... Seven uplifting—well, actually, we got through one uplifting story, and I think six really bad ones. And it's interesting to me. uh, We are like the only news outlet that covers what goes on in Nashville the way we do from a conservative angle. I mean, there are things that we report on at TennesseeConservativeNews.com that ain't nobody else touching. Afraid to touch, don't care to touch, don't want anybody knowing that it's going on. All this corporate welfare and stuff is never presented how it actually is in any of the other liberal broadsheet newspapers. It isn't. And we're the only conservative news publication, the only one, period, end of story, exclusively focused on Tennessee. So do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. If you want us to keep chugging along, we need to put some coal in the burner. And uh, this thing burns money. That's what I've discovered. As I have told you previously, this thing burns money pretty well. You could take a million dollars and shove it into the Tennessee conservative and I don't know if a buck would be left after a month. I'm joking. That's a little bit of hyperbole. But it is expensive. So what's on tap for this weekend? Uh, as if you care. Uh, and for those of you who don't care, you can log off. The rest of you can stay on here. Um, so what are we going to do? tomorrow? Uh, tonight I have no idea what we're going to do. It is Friday. I'm going to goof off. I'm going to try to get to the gym uh, if I can today. Uh, tomorrow uh, we're celebrating birthdays. Uh, Aunt Heather is going to come down and we're going to celebrate birthdays. I always love it when my wife's family comes down. We have a good time. They're a hoot. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to get some work done tomorrow. I typically work on Saturday when you run two companies and one of them doesn't make any money. You've got to work on Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, we're going to go to church, and then about 3.30, I think my wife is doing some phone banking. Some phone banking for somebody running for school board, uh, Virginia Ann Mason. So if you're in Hamilton County, do go support Virginia Ann Mason. Uh, I think that's her name. I hope I, I hope I pronounced that right. I'll be very em- em- embarrassed if her name is not Virginia Ann Mason. Um, and so she's running for school board, and then I'm going to try to, while she's doing that, I'm going to try to take the kids to the poo. Now, what's the poo? The poo... Is what really the pool is but some people, if you come from certain areas of South Georgia uh, or in South Carolina, for some reason people leave the L's off Uh, I know that I have a very thick southern accent so the poo, we're going to go to the pool and uh, swim around take the kids down there, Ruby is finally my my youngest, my three year old, has gotten to where she will get into the water uh, without having any kind of apoplectic fit as if she's going to immediately drown and that's pretty cool That's pretty cool. So I hope you and your family have a fantastic weekend. Forget about politics for a little while. Forget about politics for a little while. Stay tuned for that Rhino Guide that's going to be coming out for the legislative session. And do mark August 19th and 20th on your calendars and be prepared to get your tickets early because we do have limited seating. Last year we had about 100 and some odd people come to our first inaugural uh, Tennessee uh, Conservative Freedom Summit. And our list was probably a third to a quarter of the size of what it is now. So I assume we can fill up the room with 250 people pretty quickly, as, as big as our subscriber base is. So if you want to get in, you better get in early uh, once we announce it. And I hope to see you there. I don't get to see people in person. So this is a huge treat for me. I hope it will be a treat for you. Love you, mean it. Y'all take care. Have a good weekend. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News, signing off. Be good, guys.